In business, change is inevitable, but it's still often uncomfortable. After all, we are creatures of habit, and breaking habits is not easy. Adopting change is hard. Being an agent of change is also very hard because you really need to be convincing in how you do it. Today, my guest is Minnie Montgomery, Senior Technical Product Manager at ASICS. Her background is in consulting businesses going through technical disruption. Being able to identify those levers that you have available to push and pull to really get that organizational buy-in are key. You're listening to People Changing Enterprises. Today on the show, how to be the person who nudges people along so they don't stay stuck in your old ways. I'm your host, Jasmine Goodman. Please enjoy this episode with Mindy Montgomery. So let's talk about building confidence inside organizations. What were some of the fears you saw when the company was making the decision to go composable? That's a big technological shift. Mm -hmm. I think we were lucky in that the global corporation has a vision, they call it Vision 2030. So we had a long-term vision available to us, which I think a lot of companies and especially technology companies, less so brands, but I think technology companies often lack that. And so having that North Star and something to build toward is key. And even if the brand or the company doesn't have that, I think that if you get a small group of like-minded people together, you can come up with something that gives you that directionality. Because otherwise, if we didn't have that, and we didn't have the idea of these ecosystem-wide journeys to take people on their travels through sports and running and running races and mental health and things like that, I think it would have been very challenging to realize. It may not be challenging, but much, much slower to realize what we needed to do. And so that was great. And that's a huge benefit. But I think if you, absent that, if you get product engineering, PMO, compliance all in the room, and have those open-ended conversations, brainstorming sessions, whatever you want to call them, you can get to maybe not a 10-year plan, but at least a five-year plan. And a five-year plan in technology is even like two or three generations. So having that to shoot for is always something that needs to be in place. And it doesn't even have to be official. I worked for a company I had said that we were digitizing the transit experience. And we didn't really have a great, we'd gone through a couple acquisitions and we didn't really have a great North Star. But one of the things that we did have was being able to buy and use a bus ticket on your phone. Okay, so let's start extending that. What other scenarios other than going to and from work do you use the bus? So we were able to get these longer term, not super long term, but these longer term ideas at least out there so we could talk about where else could you use that? What else could you use that ticket instead of just in our mobile app? What if you could use your ticket to the baseball game as your transit ticket? What does it look like to bundle those things together? What partnerships do we need to create in order to do that? Because it's federal money and they're public agencies, it's a little bit different. But we could look ahead and not just respond to their RFP and build their checklist of wants and requirements. It's more of like, okay, what would we need to be able to add to our platform that makes us more compelling? And that's true for brand enablement and building out a technology platform at a company is like, okay, what can we do that helps our customers, in this case, our business users, as well as the consumers who buy our brand, what can we do to make their job easier and make our solution more compelling to them? 
And that confidence and having that confidence really comes from the ability to see what you have, be honest about it, but also have that vision and that North Star. And then the confidence in that vision comes from incrementally delivering things that show progress towards that vision and solution. And at the same time, people are such creatures of habit, right? They have a tendency to be stuck in the way they've always done things because that's how they've always done them. Mm -hmm. And even if they know that's not the right thing to do or that there may be a better thing out there, it can be incredibly hard to get them to embrace that new vision or that new way of doing things. From your experience, how can they be helped to move past that? That's always really the biggest challenge when implementing change anywhere, but especially I think process change and a change to how business is done. One of the things that I always like to ask people is, A, do we think the way we've been doing things is the best way? And do we think that continuing to do things that way is going to make us successful and fulfill the vision of what we want to do? What is the response to that? Well, a lot of times it depends, but typically if you ask somebody that, and you know, that's a fairly frank question. Do you think we're doing this the best way possible? Most of the time, if they're honest, they'll say no. And they'll get a little sheepish about it. Hmm. But I think adopting change is hard. Being an agent of change is also very hard because you really need to be convincing in how you do it. And so one of the ways that I learned early on in my career is have data to demonstrate that the way you're proposing is a better way. Hmm. Or at least not a worse way. (laughs) Because I think that's always the flip side of that is this not, may not be the best way or the most efficient way, but we could do worse. And yeah, that's true. We could do worse. But I think that we have enough data to show that how we've been doing things, and this is true of ASICs and in other places I've worked, is everybody knows, but nobody wants to be the one to say it. And there's a whole, not even a suitcase, a whole <laughs> baggage carousel of things to unpack there. But it's really you know, having everyone be honest with themselves. And also, I think we're, we globally, not even ASICs, but I think we as people are starting to realize that outside of a very few cases, our day-to-day decisions are not going to close down the company. So especially at a, at a brand like ASICs that's established and been around as opposed to a startup, if we take a week too long to do something, or a week longer to do something than we have in the past, that's not going to make ASICs go out of business. And so I think there is being honest with ourselves and being intentional about the changes we do make and pointing to the, you know, having that vision to point to and speaking with data, I think are always really key to convincing people to try something new. Now, there are obviously cases where that doesn't work or that there is more resistance to change. And that's really speaking to about relationships and making sure that above you, you have management and executive sponsorship and that they're behind your vision because a lot of product management, even when we're building out a technology platform is we need to have buy-in that this is a thing we need to do. And that can come from, it's a thing to do because our performance on our website isn't great. It's the right thing to do because we need to build out this ecosystem or it's the right thing to do because we're enabling the brand to do more storytelling and engage more users. And so being able to identify those levers 
that you have available to push and pull on those knobs to turn to really get that organizational buy-in are key. It also depends on the company culture that you mm -hmm. have, right? At Content Stack, we say, amongst other things, but one of the things we say is we do the right thing even when no one is watching. Mm -hmm. And while that may sound very, um, I don't want to say generic, but, you know, it's apparently, you know, not something that tells you how to do X, mm -hmm. but it is a general guiding light of how to look at something. Mm -hmm. What would you do if uh, no one was watching and you wanted to do the right thing? And if you have a culture in your company that favors that kind of decision making, then you're in a better position to do the right thing when no one's watching. Absolutely. And I think that also comes from if you work in a culture of empowerment where you can implement change or you can identify change even. I think that's a big one that is often missed when talking about change is that when do you realize that you need to change and being in a place where you feel comfortable bringing that change up to someone who, if you aren't the change agent, somebody who can be that change agent or be an ally of you to be that change agent, I think is key as well. Now, I've worked in places where that wasn't true, and those were jobs that were more on the 18-month side of things and on the 24-month side of things. But I think that realistically, in most places, everybody has good ideas about how things can be better. It's just about how do you put in that culture of let's talk about how we could be better and then empowering those changes to be made, or at least creating an environment where those changes can be made. And what's the best way to do that from your experience? Is it leading by example? I think leadership has a huge role in that. I've seen companies where the founding CEO or the original founder and CEO was still there when the company got to a growth phase. And those two skill sets and mindsets, a growth CEO versus a startup CEO, I think are very, very different. And at that organization, if the CEO didn't see value in it, even if you demonstrated value with data and competitive analysis and whatnot, if that person didn't think it was a good idea, it would never get done. Red flag, red flag. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a startup, I think there's some utility in sticking to that singular idea. But when you're growing, and especially as you're trying to extend your capabilities, and I mean, probably any successful CEO, you don't have all the answers. You can't possibly because you're not out there or in my mind, you shouldn't be out there all the time listening to what customers say. You should be delegating that to a group of people who know that it's like, look at any product review, right? You have your vocal loyalists who are giving you five stars every chance they get. And then you have somebody who had one bad thing happen to them with your product or your service. And they think it's a personal attack and they give you one star and continue to give you one star. And so you have to be able to separate that out. And I think that for people, especially those founders, it's your baby out there and you want to hear the good things and you don't want to hear the bad things. And so that's why I think that you can't have this singular idea as a growth company. You have to be willing to listen to what other people say because they have experience that's not as personal to it as the experience that's right in front of you. And so that's where I think leadership has a huge role in it, talking at like executive level. I think also that for frontline and, and middle management, it's really about empowering the people around you and who report to you to trust you and bring problems or challenges or ideas to you 
so that you can have a conversation with them about them and help them present that idea in a way that is going to be listened to. There are plenty of things that I've seen in my career that, you know, and it's also a little bit about picking your battles, right? Once it was like, no, if the CEO doesn't like it, they'll never get done. I'm like, well, okay, I'll go work for somebody else who does something very similar and I'll take that idea to them. And that actually happened recently, not with me, but somebody I used to work with at that same company, that concept of being able to get your transit ticket and your game day ticket and use it all in the same app actually just went live the other day. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, the idea is great. Yeah, see, here's yeah. how a single person can be an inhibitor as much as an agent of change, mm -hmm. depending on their mindset, right? And then exactly. the smart people, and I think I've seen it countless times, the smart people are the first to leave because they don't put up with that kind of inhibitor, right? Whoever it is. Yeah. And I think especially when you have a situation where it's a new product or a new technology or a new market. There are going to be other people out there doing it. I kind of made that, you know, a, a poke at the user-generated content solutions that are out there, you know, the top 100 for this year. Well, that just shows that there's a need in the market and there are a ton of good ideas. Now, there's like this basic functionality you need to have, but how you differentiate yourself is by having those other capabilities that you know people want, but you just aren't delivering on them. So that's one of the things that's exciting about these ecosystem journeys that we're looking at and these platforms that are ecosystem platforms instead of just e-commerce is think about the possibilities of engaging someone in their journey through exercise that isn't reliant necessarily on ASICs.com. We've gotten to the point in what we've delivered from a platform perspective mm -hmm. that nothing can be done in isolation anymore. And when you're building out technology you get there fairly quickly. And so that's one of the ways where, you know, how you're doing work anymore has to change because we can't just assign five tasks to this one team and it has no impact on anybody else. And so that's where I think one of the struggles is coming from is like, how do you change that approach when you've done this incremental thing and now you're at this big thing and you have a hammer and that's the only thing you have. So you've turned everything into a nail and we're well past nails at this point. So I think that's where some of the challenge is like, it is unknown. And so applying the same approach is comfortable, but not right. And just being able to identify that I think is key. So, and that takes time. And that's where the painful part is, is because it's like, I've been here before. I know we can short circuit this from process perspective, but from a people perspective, you can't short circuit that because you have to have that buy-in. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. And so that's where I think the nuance of how do you manage relationships and speak to those non-data-driven things that need to change and have buy-in as well. That's the thing that there's no book to tell you how to do. And I think that's where making those changes gets to be really hard because you have to deal with the people part of the problem. I mean, because we can document processes and have technology all day long. That's not the hard part. The hard part of change is getting that behavioral change and doing it metaphorically like a trust fall, because that's what it ultimately ends up being. And that's where you have to have those cultural things in place. Because we can talk about vision and the right thing to do and all of that, but it's one thing to say it. It's the other thing to allow for that opportunity to fail without catastrophic consequence. There is no magic to that. That's a lot of care and feeding. 
And that's where if you don't have good leadership and management, you're never going to be successful doing it. You talk about smart people leaving. That's when your good management leaves too, because they don't want to be in an environment where they're saying no all the time. At least in my opinion, a good manager empowers their reports to present ideas, to try them out and to support them if they run into challenges or fail and making sure that they're, you know, in a safe environment to do so. And if not, you're probably not in the right place if that's your philosophy. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to People Changing Enterprises. We'll be back next week with a new episode helping you make your mark 